Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to episode, what episode are we on, babe? Six. Six of the Swinging Flamingo podcast. I'm here with the ever-lovely Miss Flamingo. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I've got my couple coffees in, and so I'm feeling really good. Yeah, we're recording early in the morning since we have kids home because of... The coronavirus. Yeah, and I want to make an apology starting off the last episode. I made some jokes about the coronavirus. When we started that podcast, we were at the very front end of the coronavirus outbreak, and my jokes might seem untimely now with the unfortunate deaths and illnesses. So I'm not a total asshole, so I'm going to go ahead and extend an apology to anybody that's been affected by this. I know everybody in the United States and the world is basically affected by it now in regards to lockdown and job loss and illness. So again, a quick apology before we get started on this. So moving forward, as we said, we are still on lockdown at the house. Now let me ask you, are you ready to feed me to the tigers yet? Yes, I am already looking into divorce rates, figuring out That's how scary. in the world I can get you out of this house because I am not used to you being here. Are you going nuts? Yes. Just mainly because my routine is off. Well, I'm pretty proud my apocalypse beard is coming in nicely. I don't think I've shaved in a month now, which seems odd for me. Yeah, so is the rest of your hair. I see you looking at my head. Yeah, I've got the George Costanza look going on here with the curtain around the ears. <laughs> now let's, let me ask you, have you shaved your legs? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, look, let's... boom. Oh, baby smooth. Look at those sexy wheels. I did it the other day because we've been going out and walking, and I'm kind of like the neighbors are staring at my legs from six feet away. That's pretty bad when they can see it from their front porch with the social distancing. That's right. One thing we have had to work on, and I can say in our marriage, we've never been together for this long, for this amount of time. What has it been? We're going on four weeks, so it's been a month. Mm -hmm. We've been on lockdown. So this is the most time we have spent all day together. And with that said, one thing we've really had to focus on lately is our communication. We're not used to being on lockdown together. I've traveled a lot of the time. We've been together for work. And we both had our various things that we get out and about and do. Yeah, so I feel like this is this episode would be a good time to talk about communication. Well, before we do that, um, let's get into a couple of things we've been doing during quarantine. We've been hanging out more than we ever had. Look, go through a couple of things we've been doing. We've been walking. What else have we been doing? I've been sewing. I've been cooking. I've been cleaning. You've been quite the little housewife. Yes, you always forget that I am, and... Then when you're around me, you realize. I always knew you had it in you. I just didn't get to see it very often because I was usually out of the house. Yeah, because I usually have the honey to-dos done before you get home. Well, I've been going nuts because there's been no work travel for me, which I'm used to on my schedule, and no gym. I thought I could brave the apocalypse with the gym time, but they've locked those down too. <laughs> so I've had to go back to doing hot rod stuff and playing in the garage. Let me put it this way. As we were walking, he's staring at the neighbor's yard saying, Oh, look, they have weights on their basketball goal to weigh it down. Can I just walk over there and get it? Yeah, one of our neighbors had a weightlifting bar in their garage, and I'm like, I wonder if they'd care if I snuck over there and did a few sets of curls and some presses. I'm going nuts here. <laughs> the other thing we've been doing, we've been doing a little binge-watching TV, and I haven't felt too bad about it for a change. 
Yeah, we actually got in our boy's man cave room and went in there and watched Hulu and Netflix. He's like got everything set up in there. I've been struggling with direct TV lately. So now I'm going to go hang out in his room. Well, let me run something by you. How do you feel about me changing my name to Mr. Flamingo Exotic? <laughs> I think I think it kind of fits. I can bring out my flamboyant side and be a little boisterous. I don't know. I think Miss Flamingo Exotic is probably a better fit. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of far out there. <laughs> I mean, you could see me with the mullet. I mean, I already got the shaved sides. Oh, Lord. That would be interesting. But you did have a mullet when you were Shush. younger. That was a long time ago. And your hair's about getting there now. I just rubbed my head just to make sure. Yeah, she's pretty close. <laughs> Well, if you haven't been able to tell and not up to speed what we're getting at, we've been watching the Tiger King on Netflix. What's crazy, though, is that we are originally from Oklahoma. That's our old hood in a roundabout way. So we knew exactly who he was. We knew the places he was talking about. We knew everything. If you haven't seen it, go to Netflix and watch it. It's become an internet sensation as well. But we were kind of watching it to see if we had any in-laws or people we knew in the background while they're filming all this. Hey, did you know that the uh, state of Florida has actually opened up an investigation since the Netflix uh, show has come out to investigate Carol's mysterious husband's death? That's interesting. That was a good show, though. Yeah. You guys are going to have to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So keep that in mind. But I will just say, disclaimer, not everyone in Oklahoma is that redneck. There was a meme on the internet that said, I'm from the Roy D. Mercer part of Oklahoma, not the Tiger King part of Oklahoma. <laughs> well, babe, you need to keep that in mind. If they're opening up an investigation on Carol about the Tigers, if I go disappear and they might do the same thing. You've got a lot of little dogs you can feed me to. I don't know about a tiger. Actually, I do. Hey, the other thing we caught in it that was interesting, again, kind of going back to the synopsis of it, there was polygamy, gay polygamy, Swingers, all sorts of weird stuff going on in this show. Yeah. I think one thing we learned is you can seduce swinger girls with baby tiger cubs. <laughs> and go to Vegas and hide them in your suitcase and take them in. We could do that in the places we can. And I mean at. the tigers, in not the, not the not girls. The girls. <laughs> Don't hide them in your suitcase. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've seen the guy that was supposedly a swinger. I'm, I do too. He looks familiar. But also, the Tiger King used to do business with one of my customers down there in Winnie Wood. Well, and Which, I've been to his place. With the kids. And that's what our son was telling his girlfriend. He was like, that looks so familiar. And I was like, because we've been there. Well, the customer of mine that the Tiger King used to go to, I would be waiting my turn to speak to my customer while they were doing their business. And when he would walk off, my customer was kind of a slow-talking country boy. And he'd be like, do you know who that is? And I said, yeah, you know, I've, I've seen him around town. I've seen him at the cafes. I've seen him in here. He said, that old boy's gay. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty easy to tell. <laughs> Even my real slow gaydar there can uh, pick that one out. He's just a character. I mean, there's. it don't even matter that he's gay or not. He gives Oklahomans a bad name. He gives gay people a bad name. He gives... Hairdressers a bad name? Yes. I mean, that dye job is bad. That is a classic, and I'm going to say white trash, hair job. It is horrible. No one should have that. But damn, there were some funny quotes out of that. Anyway, oh, yeah. we need to stop there. This has turned into the Tiger King review show. I'm sure everybody didn't tune in for that. Let's get back on topic now. Let's get back on topic. All right, getting back on topic, let's talk about, kind of before we got quarantined, uh, we went to a house party at some friends of ours, kind of newer friends. Yeah, it feels like ages ago at this point. It does, and it's only been a month. <laughs> but uh, we go to their house, we pull up, like we said, first time we've gone there, and we both just stop and we're like, 
you know, what are we going to expect out of this? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that's one thing that we always find when we go to a new house parties. You never know what to expect. Because no house parties are like. It just, I think, kind of depends on the dynamic and the people. So after talking about what we thought we would expect or who would be there, and our number one rule is we can always leave. Yeah, we were having the conversation about that on the way up. What do you think is going to happen at this one? Yeah, because we just we didn't know. We've been around the group of people, but we've never partied with them like this. So anyways, we go into this, I'd say, retro house that we both really loved. It's funny because they're like, all right, this is a playroom. This is a round bed. Mr. Flamingo and I are like, oh, my gosh, check out the architect. Did you see this in this room? Did you see how this was built? I really like this flow. Yeah, we're hoping to build a house in a year, so we were snagging all sorts of ideas for this one. Yeah, but um, I feel like overall they did a good vibe of uh, making the atmosphere. Was very sexual. Yes, very. Um, Which is a good thing for a house party. Yes. You want everybody want it to be inviting and want everybody to be at ease and ready to play. Yes. With that said, just a side note, because I am a foodie. Even though you might be on a diet and you eat healthy, don't put out gassy foods. What did they have? Broccoli? They had broccoli. And cabbage. (laughs) Yes, which for a foodie, it was so good. So I kept eating it, but I noticed that my stomach was getting fatter, and I kept having to walk away. (laughs) God, that's terrible. I'm sure nobody's down there tonight. It happens. It's a natural part. <laughs> take take a to-go plate. <laughs> I know. So be careful of what food you put out because people like me that are going to eat the food need to not have gas. <laughs> I'm sitting here appalled that the conversation's <laughs> taking this turn. It happens. Okay. Kids back on track because I'm lost now. All right. All right. So uh, let's see. We kind of mingled when we first went in. And there was a few newbie couples. Well, with the exception of two couples, we didn't know anybody else. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting as most of the house parties we go to, it's a group of people that we know as in a pretty tight circle. Yeah. And that's kind of what we thought it would be, the tight circle. And it really wasn't. It was kind of shocking. But we did get to meet the other people and we kind of knew them like they had been to Colette's or, you know, like we kind of... Nobody we were close with, but yeah. people we'd been introduced to before. Yeah. And so, anyways, once the party got going, after everyone got there, we immediately go into the living room to play the icebreaker game. Immediately, I think, is the key word there. Yes. I hadn't even finished my first glass of rum. Mr. Flamingo, do you want to tell what the first game was? The first game was pretty interesting. It was a ring toss, but we were tossing it to a huge dildo on the bed. No, when he says huge, he means like... Coffee can big. Yes. It was bigger around than it was tall, so... And so, the point was, is if you ringed it, then... You got to pick somebody to remove an item of clothing. clothing. And then if you didn't get it, you had to remove. So, I mean, it was a fun game, but we didn't play because I was kind of like, I haven't even... We weren't in the groove yet. No, I haven't even finished my drink like I've just had a few sips of it and I don't know all these people yet you know I kind of want to relax a little bit and I probably towards the end of it would have jumped in and played but everyone was already naked by that point yeah after the ring toss game it seemed like a lot of people during the break were kind of pairing off already and going to play a bit or leaving that was the other thing we noticed is it might have been a little bit much 
for some of the newbies. I do think that that should have been an icebreaker game. I should have should have waited a little bit. Do you think if that was our first house party, we would have snuck out at that point? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Was it that intense? Yeah, well, just because we were like, all right, everyone's getting naked. What's going to happen next? And one thing we've always been told is if don't go to a house party if you don't plan on playing with the hosts. So we were like, okay, if we end up playing with them, that's fine. It wasn't going to be that big of an intimidating situation. No. But while everybody else was pairing off, we made it into the living room area of the house and started playing a dice game with a bunch of friends, which was basically the you roll two dice and it tells a couple things like kiss. My toe. Yeah, I think I ended up sucking two toes at one time. On, <laughs> on, and they had a basically a picnic table in yeah. the living room for everybody to hang out on, which was a neat, neat idea. And it was, it was that, that should have been the icebreaker game, yeah. I felt like, because it was fun. And it started off slow. You could move at your own pace. Yeah. After one glass in of rum, I was like, yeah, let's just go. And it, it built an intensity the more we went. Everybody started off kind of slow, and by the end, all sorts of crazy stuff was going on. Yeah. And you're getting a little more loose. You're getting to know the people, and everybody's relaxing a little bit. So I think that was a better icebreaker. Yeah, I think if they would have reversed it, can you imagine going into the ring toss after that? Everyone would have been naked. But would you want to play that game with everybody there, with the whole group? I think when it was the how many of, how many of us were there at the table? Well, it was pretty much the whole group. There was only like three couples, four couples that wasn't in there. We had a big group, and people kept coming in. Yeah, that seemed to be where most of the fun was. Everybody yeah. got tired of watching other people fuck and came in and joined in our game. I got a little bit of a BJ action out of the game at one point. You did. What was the dice that was rolled? The other girl beside me had the kiss anywhere. Yeah. And she's like, all right, whip it out, big boy. And I'm like, oh, goodness, which I was pretty buzzed at that point and feeling good. And I had a little stage fright going. I'm usually up for the challenge. I think <laughs> she was like sucking on a gummy worm at that point. Well, I mean, it really the game had really just started and we were just kind of getting going. So I'm not surprised that it was like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> I was kind of embarrassed it wasn't going anywhere. And then there at the end of the night when we were all saying bye, she kissed me and I had some wood going on. I said, see, it does work. And she said, I didn't have any doubts. I felt it before. Okay, good. Well, so what's your thoughts on the house party as an overall? It was an enjoyable experience. Again, we appreciated the invite to a new scenario compared to the ones we've been to before. But I think based on the house parties we've been to that our friends hosted on a regular basis, we were used to the flow of that. We're kind of used to coming in, getting our drink on, getting relaxed, starting some icebreaker games, and then either progressing to play or some sexy fun afterwards. So this one, the flow of it was a little different. Yeah. We just have to keep our thoughts on that a little bit different and keep it open. That It's not our party, so yeah. we can't dictate how it goes. But I did notice that the hostess must have had a certain type of guy she liked. Yeah, definitely. It seemed like when we were doing the strip-down game that all the guys were mid-40s. Looked like they worked out and athletic. I was the only bald one, so that kind of made me stick out like a sore thumb. But again, it's a pretty good looking crowd. I enjoyed the party and hope to get invited again. Yeah, I definitely would go back. It was fun. Prior to the world stop turning, we hit a midweek meet and greet up on the north side of Dallas. We usually don't get to attend this one because I'm usually traveling, so this was a nice change of pace. But we got there early and had a few drinks before everybody started rolling in. Now, one thing about me is I have bad anxiety that I suffer from, so getting there early helped me out quite a bit this time. Usually when we walk into a meet and greet, we walk in and there's 300 people already coupling up and mingling, but we were the first ones there for a change, and I got to sit back and move at a slow pace and meet people as they came in. 
So one of the other earlier couples that came in was hanging out, having a few drinks with us. And I noticed that he was getting pretty friendly with you. Yeah, it was very interesting. He was actually hitting on me, which I don't get a lot of guys that will come up and hit on me. Or they do within two seconds and then they're gone. And he made the comment that he usually doesn't finish a drink. And, and he knows by the first couple of sips if he's going to like someone or not. He kept his attention long enough to finish uh, bourbon? Yes. It was a small glass, though. You're kind of boring. I know. And I kept like, oh, yeah, you're actually taking another sip. Does that mean that I have your attention? <laughs> I was calling him out on it. It's kind of nice to see a guy hit on you as well because it seems like so many times that I just say they pussyfoot around. Whatever. I have resting bitch, I guess. Well, we've said if you don't throw yourself at a guy, it seems like they don't want anything to yeah. do with it. A lot of the guys in the lifestyle. So for a guy to actually have game and be pursuing you was kind of a nice and it was smooth. It was smooth game. It wasn't too Creepy. pushy, which I had another guy that he was flirting with me and he kept following me around but it wasn't like creepy vibe it was more like he just kind of he would sit next to me and hey mrs flamingo and then i would move over here and then he would move over there you know like it was he was kind of shy vibe i guess <laughs> that's fine as long as they're not a creeper yeah and then i had some that were just oh you know they do the oh well i have this i'm this i'm that i'm like i don't care well, I thought I was going to get a case of the big hit at one point. I came up and you were talking to a couple and you introduced me and we sat and chatted with them a bit. And at one point you were talking about going to the AVN Awards. And this guy goes, <laughs> oh, I heard a podcast that reviewed the AVN and erotica. And I got a little perked up and excited. And I said, really, what was the podcast? And he goes, oh, yeah, it was the Priority Society. So it just basically just let the wind out of my sails right there. I know. I think it was us. Which, hey, if he listens to Priority Society, <laughs> even better. They're good people. But I was like, that was our show, damn it. <laughs> and we didn't want to be those people who were like, have you heard of the Swinging Flamingos? We're not <laughs> no. those people. We, well, and like I said, I said, we should have said, are you sure it wasn't the Swinging Flamingos? No, let's but, not do that. Let's not be those people. But we're not like that at all. We just kind of let it roll. <laughs> but we did text our friends and say they had a shout out. Yeah. Now, at one point. I went to the bathroom, and I passed a redhead walking out of the bathroom, and Mr. I-don't-have-a-type, what happened to you? I somehow managed to snatch up on that one, didn't I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say up front, sometimes I'm the shy, quiet one, but when my flirt game is good, I'll say it's real good. And this was, uh, where was this at? <laughs> it was good that night. Mm -hmm. Things were working in my favor. At whatever point, she came out of the restroom and happened to pass by, and I commented on how much I liked her red hair. And Because you don't have a type. Because I don't have a type, as you And say. don't like reds. Don't like reds. But I commented how much I liked her red hair, and she and I got in a conversation. And when she turned to go back to her man, she said, can I get a kiss? And I said, you bet. So she and I kissed for a few seconds, and she stopped and turned to go away. She's like, I need another one. And I said, okay, we're going to have to keep it PG this time. And she said, why's that? I said, well, because we're out in public, and I'm going to get a little too excited at this point. <laughs> and, then, and then what happened after that? Well, when we went to leave, we happened to pass by her and her husband, which, again, we'd met them earlier in the night and got some introductions. But I noticed that he was wearing boots, jeans, belt buckling cowboy hat, which would have been perfect for you if you've heard our prior episode. I kinda, oh, my, 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 my. I kind of shook hands with him because I felt a little awkward because I didn't know what I was, I was supposed to hug him or what since I just made out with his wife for quite a bit. But <laughs> then I was thinking about your top, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope this guy doesn't listen to our podcast because I was talking about dipshits and wearing toilet seats on their heads last time. So I might have burnt <laughs> that bridge for us. <laughs> there you go, cowboys and redheads. Mm -hmm. 
We don't have a top, do we? <laughs> now, one thing I found interesting was that a lot of them were forward uh, with what they wanted or what they were looking for. I thought that was kind of neat. And they even talked about the kind of play that they had. I mean, because we had one conversation with a couple that he was into rope. And remember, and his girlfriend really wasn't. And then she was like, no, I'm all about it now. So I thought that was, it was just a refresher, I think. I, I really enjoyed the adult conversation. And I will say that it was refreshing the next morning that we had some fa- new Facebook requests. And then when we accepted them, they just popped up and said, hey, we enjoyed you guys' company. We would love to set up a play date with you at some point. No, no beating around the bush. They just said, hey, we like you guys. If there's a mutual attraction, let's do something. Well, unfortunately, that's obviously been on hold, kind of circling back and getting to go out with these people because uh, of the quarantine. It also killed the date I set up without you knowing about. I am not surprised. We'll get back to it. The world will come back to where it was before long. But you know, it's not the end of the world of uh, the lifestyle. I feel like at this point, everyone can make their relationships stronger, either with their partner or with other people, just by communicating. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about some communication. Since we've been in lockdown mode the last month, one thing we've realized is communication is a very important skill. Very. Again, it's not a skill that everybody has, but it should be developed. You don't realize how well you don't communicate with people. With the lockdown, we've decided that this is a good time to work on some interpersonal as well as intercouple communication skills. Yeah, I actually was on Facebook and I saw a deal where it said in nine months we're going to have a bunch of coronavirus babies saying that people would be locked in having a bunch of babies. In our situation, I'm thinking, there's going to be a shit ton of divorces. <laughs> so that got me thinking, and I pulled up divorce rates, like why people get divorced, and this chart is so crazy. Okay, lack of communication, obviously. Trust, finances, spouse doesn't fulfill your needs, changes in your lifestyle, and then, of course, the biblical one, adultery. Now, this one blew my mind. Weight gain. That's what you're divorcing me on, aren't you? We've actually been doing better since we've been... Just because you're making me walk with you does not mean... (laughs) I'm going to make you walk with me from now on. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that chart was actually interesting because uh, a lot of that everyone's having right now. And it also, think about the lifestyle. A lot of that pertains to the lifestyle. Although there's a few other ones that we've seen kind of in the lifestyle... That would, you know, that cause divorce. Anything you can think of? I have to say the thing we've noticed the most as far as problems within the LS are catching feelings for another spouse. Yeah, we actually have some friends that the husband caught feelings, but they had such good communication that they just brought her in and she lives with them and they have a... Uh, Poly relationship? Yep. A threplet? Yep. And it works out great, really does for them. It, at first, it was a little confusing trying to figure out the dynamic, but once you figure it out, they're actually very happy. Another example would be lack of respect for your partner. And I would say an example of that that we've seen would be one of the partners acting like they're a single when they're actually married, keep hiding stuff uh, from their partner you know, in the lifestyle. Taking out the trust part, which is one of the reasons for divorces. Yeah. All right. Now, the next one is, uh, I would say, different play styles. We see that quite a bit to the point where if you don't communicate, it could cause major issues. 
let's say you're into rope play, but your partner's not, you've got to be able to communicate and trust that when they go to do a set, that they're just doing the set and you're not jealous or you don't have all these mixed feelings. Or if you do, you you guys are communicating about it. Well, these stories bring up a good scenario that I had with one of my customers. I was working in one of my territories, just happened to be passing through and stopped for lunch. As I was sitting there, one of my customers walked in by himself. So I go up and start chatting with him. I said, hey, do you want to join me for lunch? And he said, well, I'm actually got a coworker coming to join me. And I said, well, they're welcome to hang out with me as well. So when the time for the coworker to show up, it was a young lady. So <laughs> as, You were immediately texting me. Yeah. So as we're sitting there, I was texting Miss Flamingo saying, I think I'm on a date with my customer and another girl. So this guy's married. I also noticed as we were sitting there, he had a black ring on his wedding band. And when she came in, he took it off. So I'm immediately texting her saying, I think I'm on a date here. And as it progressed, I kind of got that feeling more and more. So that was kind of the end of it, and I let it go. Yeah, you said they were very comfortable with each other. Well, a couple months later, I ended up taking Miss Flamingo with me to a national sales meeting for this company. And she had a lot of spare time as I was doing meetings and trade show booths and got to meet this customer of mine. Why don't you take it from there, what happened between you and him? He just wanted to get me drunk. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) Everybody's heard stories on you. Yeah. Well, so he proceeds to tell me that you broke bro code because you had told me about this date that he was on. But come to find out, he'd been seeing her for a year or two. And he's married, doesn't want to get divorced because of financial reasons or still loves his wife and has kids. and, And I was like, well, have you ever considered being a swinger? I mean, honestly. And he was just like, no, 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 no. And I was like, well, if you're not having sex with your wife, maybe she wants to have sex. Why don't you think about it? Now, disclaimer, if your marriage is rocky, does not mean you need to be a swinger. But I felt like he kind of fit the bill. He was already doing it anyway without our knowledge. Which is wrong. So I told him he needed to communicate with his wife and just ask her because you never know. Ultimately, they're still together and he's still cheating behind her back. Well, and it's it's more than cheating. He takes this girl to resorts to, uh, he went to a barbecue. He took her to a barbecue around friends. Like, it's crazy, the cover-up and the mess and the stress. Again, all goes back to communication. Yeah. If they would have a hard conversation, they might be able to work through this and find a mutual agreement. Yeah. Now, let's get into our nitty-gritty are the dirt on us, our communication issues. Uh-oh, we putting our dirt out there now? Yes, since they all know that we're not used to being cooped up together 24-7. But didn't we explain that we're perfect? We don't have any problems? Right. Well, here's a real-life situation. I was going to grill. I went and bought this little cheap-ass grill so I could cook hamburgers and hot dogs. Mr. Flamingo stares at me like, you're doing it wrong. You're lifting the lid wrong. So then I don't say anything. And our communication sucks to the point where we just don't want to eat. (laughs) Now, you're an adult, aren't you? I don't know. Well, you're old enough to be an adult. Do you act like an adult? Probably not, but that's not where I was going. But Mm -hmm. here's my deal. If you're handling this, you should be able to handle it. Well, and you sit there and stare at me like I do everything wrong, though. So I'm, like, trying to make the coals right. I'm like, well, was the coals wrong? Because you're giving me a look. And you just stare at me like you're a dumb fuck. That's what I feel like you're saying. She and I are not team players. I think in any interview I've had, they say, are you a team player? I said, no, I lead or I follow. 
and take assignments well, but I'm not into community decisions. I'll put it that way. And I guess with you doing school board and sports boosters and all your other little things that you don't take directions. Well, well and like we said, you don't do the honey to do's. I do them. So I'm used to just doing it, getting it done. So when you're there and you're staring at me and I'm like, are you going to step in? Am I doing this right? Did you ask? Well, kind of, no, I well, did ask about the coals. After you done fucked it up. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're going to get a fight here on air. It's not going to be good. Yep, yep, here we go. They're going to hear you getting fed to a tiger before the show's over. And so what was funny, though, looking back, as I was like, communication, you need to communicate. <laughs> but I didn't want to belittle you and treat you like a kid, come over and be like, it's, no, this is how you're supposed to do it. Instead, you were giving me the silent treatment, was which was worse. If you just would have said, hey, you're supposed to do this with the coals. I, was, I would have been like, well, okay, it's been 20 years since I've cooked coals. Like, I don't know how to do it anymore. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Instead, you are giving me the silent treatment, which is far worse. You weren't using your words. Okay, so what's our takeaway from this? You have to use your words. Communication. <laughs> Again, it was a simple scenario, and we were having a fuck you contest out in the driveway at one point <laughs> over this. And it was a non-issue. It's something that shouldn't have been, shouldn't have escalated to that. But we just, we didn't communicate. And we'll both acknowledge our mistakes on this. Me more than her, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. both acknowledge our now, let's shortcomings talk, here. Let, let's talk about more mistakes. Let's talk about another uh, communication that you'd had. Me? Why am I getting singled out on this? Because you not using your words tends to be an issue. Well, I fuck up a lot of things, so narrow it down which one I did this time. Let's talk about when we had good communication about expanding our PlayStation, our PlayStation, <laughs> expanding our play into a single. Oh, our unicorn incident? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to put myself out there on this one. Okay, so a short version of this story is we had a unicorn that we were looking at breaking into the bedroom, and she did some things that didn't sit well with you that I wasn't seeing originally, and you had asked me to slow it down with her. So rather than trying to figure out what slow it down meant, I just went cold turkey on it. I pretty much started ghosting the girl and going from there. To me, I thought that was over, but you were still wanting to talk through the scenario as we should. And again, I was cold turkey with her, and assumed it was done and didn't want to talk about it anymore, and that seemed to lead to some problems. Yeah, I felt like we needed to communicate and talk about what it was that the issue was, like why it didn't work, because I didn't want to shut off the unicorn play for another unicorn, I guess you could say. So in other words, we had unfinished business that we should have discussed through and figured out. Yes. Reestablished our rules, reestablished our communication. Yeah, and figured out for next time with someone else what we could have, you know, learned from. You know, I think that, uh, you know, kind of like we were just saying, you know, being direct, talking about what we want, what, you know, our likes or dislikes, even in that scenario, we we needed to do and we just hadn't done it yet. She popped into our circle and you said, hey, I'll be fine with you playing with her. And it started off a little different and then took some changes and we didn't adapt communication-wise to the changes that were going on. Yeah, I think over the years as a couple... We've learned to be direct, and I would say um, we've learned how to fight because that was a big issue with us. When we first got together, we'd go out in the garage and have a big FU contest, what, once a month? At least. And I have to wonder now what we were even fighting about back then. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> we weren't even married yet. That was off to a good start, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But one of our rules is that once you left the garage door, whatever we were fighting was over. We don't bring it up in three months, six months. And we still do that. After we, we have the fight, we get it out of the way, and then we drop it. I think both you and I, at the ends of our first marriages, we're still fighting about stuff from 10 or 15 years ago. I know me and my first wife... You guys still do. When we go over and hang out with her, she'll still bring up stuff. And I'm like, you guys aren't even married. Who cares? Yeah, I think I've learned to (laughs) drop that. There's no point of carrying it with you weeks, months, or days later. Yeah. And I think another thing that we, as a couple, we've learned to revisit what the lifestyle is, why we're in it, why are we, you know, our communication, you know, kind of like the unicorn. We needed to revisit why, you know, what was going on. And you weren't wanting to, because I think you thought that you were going to hear something you didn't want to hear when that wasn't the case at all. It had been an easy scenario for you to start scolding on something. Oh, yeah. For me, I was just like, hey, I'm done with her. I'm done with the conversation. But we should have doubled back. And after after we had a cool-down period... Yeah, and to me, it wasn't necessarily about her. I mean, there was a few things that was about her that we had to talk about. But I would say I wanted to revisit the scenario, the big, bigger picture. Now, another thing that we've learned uh, communication wise that we kind of talk about is that we check in, we revisit everything. We check in after play times, after we go to meet and greet, after we're in the car, we have a 30 minute drive most times, maybe even longer, but we talk about, what do you think of this couple? Well, what do you think about the way they interact or way they did that? You know, like we, we talk about everything, don't you think? Yeah, and that works good for us. We've known some couples that months later, he'll find out she went down on a guy or something, and it causes an issue. So we just get it out in the open and say, hey, I did this with so-and-so, or is everything all right? That way it doesn't pop back up later. The other thing on the revisiting is a couple times a year, just whenever we feel like it, we'll start discussing our rules. Our rules have changed a little bit over the years, but we had a talk recently. Do we want to start doing separate dates or separate rooms? And we both agreed that doesn't really fit into what we're in what it for. What we want, yeah. So there's no point of changing it. But, you know, if I decided I wanted to start playing separate and was scared to say it, she might be having the same thoughts. So we just be honest about it, and it's a lot easier to move forward. Yeah, exactly. Because you never know until you throw it out there what someone else is thinking. Let's move on to a different subject. I'm tired of you lighting my ass up on all my mistakes. So let's talk about some <laughs> issues we've had in communications with other couples. All right, so I'm trying to think of, I guess, what have we, our communication with the other couples, good or bad, I guess, is kind of what we're thinking? Yeah, we can cover the positives and the negatives. You know, off the top of my head, one thing I can think of is when you either put people in a friend zone or not. That seems to kind of be the leery side because people don't want to be rejected. One thing we always try to do, though, is leave it open-ended. We don't ever put pressure on somebody to play that at that moment. It may not be the right timing, but they may still be interested. One way I like to approach it is if we find somebody we are interested in, just say, hey, we we have some interest in you. If or when you would like to play, please just let us know. Well, and we've even not played with people for 10, 15 years, and then all of a sudden it was the right time. Now, another thing that we've encountered was uh, not being direct with uh, your play. We ran into that at Vegas. You might recall our story from a couple episodes back about the couple that was hanging us out to dry. Since Vegas has occurred, I've had some updates to the story. Recently, I was out in the area of the country that this couple lived in, and I was messaging him that I was in his hood. At the same time, he was in the Dallas area. 
Anyway, he and I got to chatting a little bit uh, that they enjoyed meeting us and would have liked to have pursued it farther. So I was sharing with him some of our thoughts on it and what we thought went wrong. At one point, she was talking about different guys that she was interested in showing me some pictures, which to me, I'm like, I don't look anything like these guys, nor do I look like your husband, which is usually kind of a characteristic of how couples hook up. The other thing, when we were at the club, I was trying to gently put my hand on her back and she was talking about a guy that was all over her. So to me, that was a get your hands off me scenario. Well, she was saying she didn't like that guy being all over her. The other thing is I went in a couple of times to try to get a kiss, and she was talking about another guy that was trying to kiss all over her. So everything that I was trying to do, she would come back with, well, this guy's doing this to me, and this guy's doing this to me. So it just really shot down my game. As I was sharing this with him, he, I guess he passed it on to her. She sent me a text message while I was out there, and was like, I was totally oblivious to what I was doing. She had had an issue where she had paid for this package to go to the convention for her husband, and then it was a flop, so that knocked her off her game. And then I guess everything else that was going on, she just wasn't aware of what she was doing. She actually came back and said, I really wanted to hook up with you. But from the verbiage and the body language I was getting from her, that was the farthest thing at the time. Well, she was projecting her frustrations out onto you and didn't realize it. And that's when, you know, like we've said in the past, pull yourself away. If you're having a frustration, you know, talk about it, communicate to your partners or whoever and hey, this isn't the right time. That'd be a good tip for some newbies. Just be aware of what you're projecting to other people and what you're saying and what your body language is putting off. Now, talking about miscommunications, we have another couple that kind of the same scenario. Just For a year now, we've been playing, playing games with, not intentionally, but they just managed to work out that way. We met them, and it was kind of a weird week that we met them at a convention. We got to know them. Then we were like, hey, we're, when we go to Naughty in New Orleans, we're going to play... So we kind of set that date, the play date. And then when Nadia New Orleans came, we got drunk. We went back to their room. It was just kind of a comedy of errors, everything that went on that yeah. week as far as not making the hookup. It just wasn't. We want to cover those? Yeah, we could talk about some of them, yeah. I already said about the room. We went into the room and. Yeah, typically for swingers, do you want to go back to our room for a drink is code for do you want to go back for a drink and possibly end up in bed. Yeah. So we're like, okay, it's going to happen now. We've been planning for this. This is our opportunity. So we go back to their room and a little chit-chat, having some drinks. She even jumps on the other bed naked. Yeah, that was kind of the first indication is she got naked and then went to the other side of the room. So I wasn't going to chase her around. And then he wasn't making any efforts towards Miss Flamingo. So it didn't really, nothing really played out. No, we were like, all right, I guess it's not tonight. We'll go We'll go back. So then the next night, we go to the playroom with them. They invite us down to the playroom. So we, we walked in, and they were already in the middle of it. And we said, hey, we're going to make a quick walkthrough and come back to you guys. So we make a quick walkthrough. And when we come back, we sat there for a few minutes and almost to the point of getting undressed. And they're like, okay, we're done. Good night. So we're like, okay, what did you invite us to the playroom for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to watch you. Which if that, uh, if they would have said that, that would have been different, you know. Hey, we just want you to watch us. Okay. We're down for same bed action, even if it's not swapping. Yeah, so then we uh, time went on. We actually went to their town and had dinner with them. And through the whole time at dinner, they kept saying they had a hot tub, which is code. Hot tub's code for swinger play. So we're you like, want- oh, hot tub sounds really good right about now. I've got a sore muscle in my back. Hot tub sounds really fun. And they're like, yeah, it's really nice. And we were sitting there like, and when are we going? <laughs> And we ended up just hugging and saying goodnight, and we went on away with our trip. And then we actually here recently got a text from them. They were like, hey, we're going to be up front and ask you, are you guys interested in playing? And we were like, what? 
what? I said, let me go through the scenario. And I, I laid out to them what just happened. And they're like, oh, my God, we're so clueless. We weren't sure y'all wanted to do anything. I'm like, why would we go to your room? Why would we go to a playroom with you? I was like, and I shaved to go to dinner with you, what, six hours away. <laughs> so hopefully next opportunity with them, it goes a lot smoother and we have our boundaries laid out up front. Yeah, I think that the friend zone wasn't clear. Like, are we friends or are we not? You know, and then just miscommunications with everything. So now another thing that couples do wrong, what are we shopping up or upgrade? Yep, shopping up. Tell them what shopping up means. What does that mean to you? To me, well, let's just give the example. I mean, that's just the best way. We had a couple we had soft swapped with and we had scheduled a play date after a bar crawl. At the bar, they didn't really show us much attention, but that they did come up and say, hey, did you bring your bags to stay at the hotel with us? We were like, yeah. And then throughout the night, we noticed that they were basically fishing for other people, which is good, you know, because that's what we were doing too. But then they were looking, I don't know, I guess you could say looking for someone better than us, shopping up. And so it just kind of, we were like, all right. So we, we left. And then weeks later, they messaged us like, hey, why didn't you guys come back to our hotel room? And we're like, because you were taking that other couple back to the hotel room. You know, so we just kind of, we're not going to be the afterthoughts. So what's your afterthoughts on that scenario with that couple? I would just, you know, don't be inconsiderate. If you schedule a play date, don't go looking to upsell your play. And that's one reason why we don't typically go to swingers clubs on dates is we've had that happen many times. We show up with somebody and then they pop up and say, oh, we happen to want to go home with this couple. We've been waiting on them, trying to find them, et cetera, et cetera. So we just don't do swinger dates at a swinger club. Yeah, it gets a little gray there sometimes. Don't take sand to the beach. Well, I guess let's kind of start wrapping everything up. So in conclusion, I would say refocus on your communication with your partner and with other couples and how you come across to other people and even your partner. Right now is a good time to do it with everybody locked in. You can focus on your own relationship as well as developing some relationships with other people. Now talking about, uh, you know, how, how am I supposed to be in the lifestyle if I'm quarantined in? So Here's some things I have come up with, and Mr. Flamingo laughs at me. Go on with them. I'm good. One of the thing is role play with your partner. I had a crescent roll the other night. Is that what you're talking about? I could have uh, draped it on me. No. <laughs> we'll take some food play. I think I've established that in the past. Now, FaceTime or Skype, either with your partner or with another couple. Um, fantasy play. Like what kind of fantasies? What are you thinking there? Well, I have a gas mask. So I'm thinking I'm going to go up in the attic with my gas mask on and I'm going to send you a picture where it looks like I'm quarantined up there and it's like apocalypse. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Because you are crazy. Because I've thought about this. Yeah, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, since you're making fun of me for my fantasy play, because I've obviously thought of it, uh, try something new. Obviously, you like food play. We just haven't really done it much. I'm going to stick a potato up your ass later. How's that sound? Okay. How about I stick it up yours? How about we not? How about we just (laughs) go back to the croissants? (laughs) All right. uh, Or just talk about something that you might be into. Now that you've maybe been in the lifestyle a while, you know, talk about something that you haven't done or something that you did early on or haven't, you know, just communicate about something different. Another thing that I've thought of is go to different rooms 
or one of you go out to the car, make sure there's no children present or can hear you. You could have car sex. We've done that occasionally. Yes. Get on the phone with each other, have phone sex, FaceTime sex, Snapchat sex. And you could do that even with other couples, like you and your partner do that with another couple. I've seen a bunch of people doing Skype calls together and doing online parties. Yeah. And like I said, re-talk about why you're in the lifestyle, what you want out of the lifestyle, any fantasies you're having, any scenarios you like or don't like. You know, just re recommunicate because I, I feel like as a society, we've gotten to the go, 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 and we forgot how to communicate. Mr. Flamingo, do you have any wrap-it-up comments? None for me today. Other than everybody, be safe, take this serious, and take the time to develop the communication with your spouse and other people. Normally, I would say, let's go out and flamingo, but since we're not able to do that, I would say flamingo safely from a distance with your quarantine mask on. <laughs> There's fantasy play right there. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. We are now on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can also find us on the web at www.swingingflamingos.com. Email us at swingingflamingos at gmail.com. And of course, we would love to hear your questions, stories, and comments. And you can find us on social media on Twitter at Swinging Flamin One. And that is S W I N G I N G F L A M I N with the number one. Instagram as Swinging Flamingos and Cassidy.com as Swinging Flamingos. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to hear Miss Flamingo's sexy voice in real time, her personal cell phone number is no no, six, no, eight, no 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 today? no 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 don't be giving my phone number out all right maybe next time Yeah, it was really fun and interesting. I have a cough drop. I'm like, you got a rock in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want to cough and people think I'm sick. <laughs>